Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Welcome to episode 273. This week, we have Johns Hopkins drops a new definition, Ukrainian Joe, walking out on Tucker, hot chick problems, J.P. Morgan chasing underage girls, Kemp shocks the political world, no Baptist for you, boobies on the South Lawn, ESG Bowl, and the new Georgia GOP chair. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is a fill-in, and I can't really say he's a guest because he has a, been a member of the show way before I became on the show, Eric Cumbie. Hey, Dave. How are you doing tonight? I'm on the right side of the grass, man. I really appreciate you filling in. I figured it would be better better to... Um, let me start that over. I thought it would be better to fill in rather than have to edit a show of you just talking to yourself. So glad to be which, here. Which I've done before. Yes. I don't which know, is why I'm here. I don't know if it was this yeah, I don't know if it was this show or if it was Surf and Turf, where Matt Lowe again didn't show up. So I just did twenty minutes of me talking to myself. I, I feel like there was one of one or two of both. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's it's look, it's it's tough. I mean, look, a monologue when you when you do it on TV or whatever, you do a monologue and you do two minutes of it, and then you welcome in guests or go to whatever you know, sound on tape or whatever else. But you know, even even O'Reilly's monologues were two minutes. When you're trying to do an hour show of just talking to yourself, you have to be somewhat psychotic, like I am, to even pull it off. But I still can't pull it off well. Of course, I don't yeah. do this show well, as as you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds easy until the red light comes on, and then that, it's like that's a pretty good saying. Yeah, you can you can talk for an hour and then realize you've only actually been talking for five minutes. Yeah, th- th- that's true, and that's one of the reasons Rogan always has a guest on. You know, and Rogan does what three hours, four times a week, or something. I mean, other than having a full-blown production staff, I don't know how they managed to do that. Well, part of it is him being a comedian, and he's gaining material every time he talks to somebody. So his genuine curiosity goes into that. But yeah, he has a full-blown production staff. That's all they do is line up guests for him. It's not like he just walks in like like a TV anchor, they hand him a piece of paper, and just sits down. He's He's involved in it. But yeah, he has a full staff to do it. And the the our editing staff <laughs> is you. Yes, <laughs> it must be nice to have a staff like that. Yeah, look, I, I would love to have you behind the glass and pop <laughs> in like like you hear like you hear on you know radio shows where you know when when Ken and I say something stupid, you can hit the mic and like, hey, yeah, yeah, Dave, that's wrong. It's not until you edit it like on Sunday that you'll you'll. You'll email the, the the podcast like, by the way, this, 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 and this. I'm like, well, thanks. That's wonderful information now. Yeah. Go ahead and run it. The show drops in six hours. It's got to roll. <laughs> so Johns Hopkins University redefines lesbian. Uh, Johns Hopkins University was slammed by critics, including Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, which do not confuse her for conservative. She just happens to be pro-woman. For switching up its definition of lesbian, instead using the 
non-man attracted to non-men. I mean, this I'm not even might, sure what that means. I don't either. I mean, this might be the stupidest redefinition I've ever heard since they made Pluto not a planet. You and I were talking before the show. By the way, that's an episode of, of Rick and Morty. It's the whole Pluto's not a planet thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I told you it's the smartest dumb show that's on, that's on TV. Uh, obviously, Eric and I talk offline. All of us do that. They're involved in the show. Talk offline. And we were talking about Rick and Morty. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it around the kids. It is not. It's cartoon. It is not age appropriate. My wife walked in when I was watching it one day. Goes, your cartoons have a lot of curse words in them. The the biggest people who were pissed about this were not conservatives. We don't really care. It was liberals and women. We're like. You're you're taking you're taking our word from us. You know, uh, uh, Martina Navratilova said something to the effect of, "We had one term for us that did not inv- involve man, woman. You know, we had we had lesbian had, has man nowhere in it." And you and Johns Hopkins decided to take that from us. Yeah, I mean, I. At some point, it just seems like they just started to make up an, another word for it. It doesn't matter. They keep doing it. Right. It's the it's the it's the same thing with them. Them they. I guess. I, I, did you hear about uh, Demi Lovato? Yeah, she's going back from uh, them they to she her. Because she's just tired of explaining said, it, right? Yeah, it's so exhausting. No, you're a she. I, I mean, I, I've seen the leaked photos. You're a she. <laughs> There's evidence. I mean, good God. The the most confusing thing in the world is reading an article that is written so PC that it uses they, them, and then refers to groups as they, them. And you have to read it like four times. And it's almost like you want to take notes like, okay, singular, plural, singular, plural. Yes. It's, it's, It's absurd. Yeah. I will not use them. To re- refer to a singular person, I just won't. I, I my my English is, is is poor enough without adding that poor grammar example of of subject verb misagreement. You know, they is no, they is nothing. They are. Yeah, it's that's just, from a, from an uneducated redneck. Yeah, and you know, what we say? I, I, go ahead. No, so what were you saying, Eric? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> ADHD. You had it by the caboose. In. Yeah. <laughs> we're recording late. And look, a little behind uh, uh, inside baseball here. Ken and I recorded uh, earlier in the morning, and I had a co- complete computer meltdown, and we lost all of it. Ken's off playing golf. Uh, which, look, it's his Father's Day weekend. Do whatever you want with it. Uh, but Ken's off playing golf, and 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 Eric stepped up. So like, you know, late in the hours, like, yeah, I'll, I'll come on. So if there's if there's a little of us talking over each other or ga- or, or pauses or anything like that, it's because Eric and I've never recorded together. You know, we talk online all the time, but we've never recorded together. That's not completely true. If you go back to the archives, I can't remember if it was episode one hundred or. I think it was episode 100. I came on, but I said all of about five words the entire episode. 
Oh, that was that was the best of that we tried yes. to put together. Yes, and we and failed it was supposed miserably. to involve. Yeah, it was supposed to involve the the previous two hosts, uh, Jessica, me, and you, and it just turned out to be Jessica, me, you. Yes, and I don't know something. Something went wrong with all the recordings, and I was struggling to get them back together. And Jessica was clearly getting frustrated with the situation, and it was at that point. <laughs> she I, does that? Yeah, it was at that point. I decided eh, maybe I ought to be quiet. <laughs> You're gonna make a good husband someday, because I <laughs> have the same thing around here. I, I just be quiet. Like I, things will pop in my head, and now it, you know, am I? Hmm. Mid forties, on the backside of my mid forties, I'm starting to get some judgment. Like, you know what, Dave? Don't say that. Keep that inside. Just chuckle to yourself about that. Don't say it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Joe Biden in the Ukraine, according to a highly credible whistleblower at an internal FBI uh, FD one zero two three memo created in 2020. Details a five million dollar arrangement for an exchange of money for policy decisions between then Vice President Biden and foreign national who's referred to Joe Biden as the big guy. Yes, I mean, this goes, this goes all the way back to Hunter's laptop, which, you know, was allegedly a Russian disinformation campaign, which we now know was disinformation. Um uh, I mean, that's it's just it's not good for Biden. And if he if he were to do the right thing, it should be like, okay, appoint a special prosecutor, make it the meanest, nastiest Republican-appointed lawyer you can find that will rip you to pieces. Ken Star. Uh, yeah, that or someone like Bill Barr. But um, uh, I, Bill I Barr had the best line of the week, by the way. I don't know if you saw this. He said, Trump called me gutless. And he pointed down and he goes, obviously I have a gut. <laughs> Be- best line of the week. Yes. If you if you can make fun of yourself and lay a punch, <laughs> God bless you. That that's that 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 is how you win arguments. You don't win arguments by bludgeoning people over the head with the arguments. You win arguments by being funny, lighthearted. Yes. Make make fun of yourself. Make yourself the, the 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 heel, and by doing that, you disarm the the other party. Unfortunately, I, uh, Trump's too obtuse and uh, is too obtuse to do that. He won't make fun of himself like that. No, and that that's what you hear from everybody that's was in the inner circle with Trump at some point, and then fell out of it. Is that he doesn't he he can't laugh at a joke about himself. Penn Jillette said that. Uh, uh, Penn Jillette was on The Celebrity Apprentice or something else. And, and look, I, I like Penn Jillette. He's, he's, uh, besides being wickedly smart, uh, he's funny, he's lighthearted, he makes fun of himself. Uh, he, uh, obviously, he and, he and Teller have, have been on stage for 40, 50 years now. Uh, but he said that, that at, at no point did, would Trump laugh at himself. Even Jeff Ross said that when he did, when he had to write the jokes for the for the Trump roast for charity. This is ten. And this is way before he ran for president. 
uh, he said he had to run every joke by the Trump team. Because like when you when they did Pamela Anderson or they did uh, Will, William Shatner, they would just they would just lay into him, and that was the whole idea of a roast. Right. But Trump just doesn't have that. That's and look, I'm not banging on Trump. He's he's a high drive individual. Uh, he just he doesn't have that that sort of part in him that can laugh at himself. This is very interesting. Speaking of Trump, in contrast to what they're hammering Trump for. Now, look, I'm not saying that Trump did anything wrong. I'm not saying he did anything right. I don't know. The allegations are serious. The funniest thing after he got arraigned was, of course, this this was predetermined. This was going to happen. The motorcade pulls over at, at a Cuban bakery or Cuban restaurant, goes in, shakes hands, hugs people, has a rabbi say grace and then buys lunch for the entire restaurant. And then forgets to pay for it. <laughs> and then walks on the tab, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that's the, the big middle finger to, to uh, all the prosecutors is what, you, what you're doing doesn't affect me. Right. Now, does, what's his name? What's, what's his name? John what? Like John Smith or something boring like that. Uh, does, it, he doesn't care. It, it it doesn't matter to federal prosecutors if if you're if he left and went to a, went to a nudie bar. It doesn't matter to them that they're working the case. So a, a memo uh, resurfaced recently during a speech by Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, who's not exactly the most like political hitman hatchet guy in the world. Uh, after the FBI allowed uh, lawmakers to see a redacted uh, informant file related to Congress's investigation to Biden his son, and Ukrainian company Burisma. So uh, uh, Grassley said the executive has 15 recordings of phone calls with Hunter and two with Joe. Now that's damning. Yes, that is very damning. If Look, if, if everything else, had they referred to him as the big guy and everything else, that's all plausible deniability is I had, I had no idea they'd have to dig in. It's not that you can't find it. You have to dig in financial records and, and all that stuff. But if you have Joe on tape from 10 years ago, talk, talking about this stuff, that's pretty damning. I don't know if it qualifies for impeachment because it was done before he was president, but it certainly caused for prosecution the day he leaves. I mean, he was a sitting vice president at the time. So, I, I, to me, whether he's president or not, you know, they were back during the Mueller report, um, the theory that, well, a sitting president can't be prosecuted. And I, I don't believe that's true. I think if the president of the United States commits a crime while he's in office or evidence comes to light that he's committed a serious crime, you can should absolutely charge him. I mean, show me in the Constitution where it says that he can't. I, I don't know that it does. It also says you, you can't exclude somebody from serving as president from a jail cell. Right. But the prudent thing would be to to remove him from office, whether by impeachment, which would not be prudent. If, if, you're, if you're into team politics, you would not want to re- remove Biden Put Harris in, let her no. pardon him, and then walk. Then, then, then put Nancy Pelosi as as or what a whoever as as her vice president because that then it becomes her choice. I mean, the, the best thing that Joe's got going for him is 
would he be deemed competent to stand trial? Which I was about senility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 whole the whole mob boss thing where they're just too old to stand trial. Yeah, yeah. So we have the mayor of Tucker walked out on a meeting. Frank Allman uh, has been long opposed to NDO. Uh, that's the Equality Non Discrimination Ordinance. He claims the ordinance, which locally safeguards federally protected classes such as race, color, religion, sex, or sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, and disability, would actually re- restrict religious practices. The ordinance holds businesses and public places to the standard of not discriminating based on those classes. When did this become a local issue? I didn't think it did because I thought that was a federal issue. It's not even a federal issue. I mean, look, you have the you have the right of free free association. If if look, if you want to hang a, a sign outside your business that says "Straits only," go for it. Let's see how long you stay in business. And you know the thing that the thing that I took from the article is was like we have a non discrimination ordinance in the city of Statesboro, and I don't know, but it's been in the two what, three. What are what are the teeth? I don't think there's what any. What can the city actually do to you? I've not heard anyone bring it up since they passed it. I think it's, I mean, to me, it's just uh, feel good. Oh, look, we're doing something kind of law. Um, I've not heard in, any sort of threat or actual attempt to enforce it. So it's a, so it's a feel good, do nothing measure. From my understanding, it is. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I know they had to narrowly shape it to fit within state and federal law here. And I'm assuming there's probably only not many ways that you can do it and stay on the right side of the law. So I'm assuming the one Tucker's not much different. Yeah, after comments from the council, the mayor offered a series of amendments to the ordinance. One was to add political party affiliation. One was uh, the uh, to add uh, uh, police that you know, jobs, political affiliations, and everything else. Look, this is not the answer to it. No. And look, and I understand the guy's coming from the right side, but the answer to hate crimes legislation and non discrimination or, uh, uh, ordinances is not to go. Well, let's add more classes to it. Right. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's to stand on principle and say this is wrong. These people built their own businesses. If a bank bakery, let's go back to Colorado, and this is what another five years ago, uh, they decide not to bake a cake for somebody, that's their business. They they lost that customer. Yep. If if I if I took Doctor Cool and said I will help no same sex couples, that'd be moronic. Besides the fact that that I, I don't I don't care who who anybody loves, uh, except for except for the, the mule of the week. We'll get to that in a minute. You know, I don't care who anybody loves. I don't care if if uh, if if you if you hate fat white guys. I don't care. To me, you're green. I'm there to do business. You know, I've, I've you know you could have a big Joe Biden flag outside your house. It doesn't matter to me. I'm there to do business. And if and if your business scope is so narrow that you think that you want to exclude people, and I know some gun people have done this saying if you voted for Joe Biden don't come in but that's that's marketing yeah 
you know, it's, it, it, he doesn't really mean you can't come and buy a gun if you voted for Joe Biden. It's just, it's just marketing. Yeah. There, there was one thing I wanted to add about, um, that well, I read the article and well, you got one up on, on most of my, most of <laughs> yeah. <on> show. Um, <laughs> you're all literate and stuff. Yeah. Unlike Matt. <laughs> um, but, but if you read the article about how it went down at the city council meeting, uh, the mayor, the mayor, after his motions to amend the ordinance were com- just completely shot down, he's like, we're just going to take a recess. And it was quickly pointed out, no, we have a motion on the floor. Um, because I, I think it said they had made a motion to either call the question or a motion to adopt. I don't remember what. For one, from my understanding, I look. I think I looked up. I looked up in Robert's rules of order. You cannot recess if there's a motion on the floor. And two, to recess, you have to make a motion to take a recess, and then. It has to have a second, and then it has to be approved. So, I mean, really, it sounds like he just kind of got irritated, said, we're taking a recess, and then they were like, "Uh, no. And then the mayor pro tem stepped in, and they passed the ordinance while he was in the bathroom, and apparently the mayor got into an even bigger huff about that. Well, here's the thing. When he left, he became absent. Yes, uh, yes. mayors, mayors hold very, very, most, most, most mayors hold very, very, very little power. They're basically the queen of England in most cities in Georgia, from what I know. King, king. Uh, yes. In most cities, most cities in Georgia, uh, they don't make direct hiring. They, they can suggest hiring. Right. They can, they propose a budget that has to be approved by, by the city council. They have very little power. So when you go from city council to, to a mayor, you actually go from a vote of one out of four or one, out of one out of, it really usually it's one out of four and the mayor being the tiebreaker to, you know, the vice president. Yep. You can sit there in the Senate and if there happens to be a 50, 50 tie, you get to vote. For minor some, they can set the agenda as well. Yes. They can and set the agenda. It. Yeah. What's and not then, done, what's not done by the city manager. Right. And then the mayor, at least in Statesboro, if a motion only passes by a certain amount, they can veto it. But only if it gets under like five votes. Yes, yeah, something like that. So uh, uh, moving on with time, we have good-looking female students no longer receive A's. Recent research in psychology uh, published uh, in the Journal of Economic Letters, reveals that attractive students tend to achieve higher grades in school. However, the study suggests that beauty premium disappears when classes are taught remotely, especially for female students. Living in a college town, I absolutely believe this. Oh, sure. I mean, sure. Having been to college, I believe this. You went to college? I thought you went to Believe it or not, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I thought you went to Southern. I thought you said you went to college. I did. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> my my brother, my younger brother, uh, uh, it took him six years, but he, but yeah, he went to uh, Georgia Southern. He majored in beer bongs. <laughs> yes. No, it's 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 interesting that that yes, uh, I, when you say well, is it how many how many male professors do they have? No, even chicks dig hot chicks. Not in the same way necessarily. But you know, I I absolutely believe this. I, I believe there, there's a I don't I don't even think it's overtly sexual or anything else. I just think that attractive people like me do better than unattractive people like Ken. You know, that's that's just that's just the way life works. Uh, I actually put in a a supplement to the story that the NCAA uh, has a hot girl pro- problem. This is a report that came out. Uh, last week or week before, that the female athletes that are hotter get the endorsement deals than the female athletes that are better athletically. Duh. Yeah. And then look, I, you could be a great softball player, weigh two, 250 pounds, be a beast on the field, hit home runs. You're not going to get a Lululemon uh, 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 endorsement deal. I'm sorry. You're just not. Right, and I mean, you may get you may get you may get one for bats, but not for for not for the apparel companies actually pay the big money. And I mean, you you see it in professionals like motorsports, for example. Um, You know, Danica Patrick's not by no means a bad driver. I I would argue she's a middling driver. Um, But there are a lot of just I mean, honestly, better female drivers out there that never got the chance because they didn't have the looks that Danica did. Well, she was also the first. There, and there you always was have a special place in your heart for the first. Right. <laughs> well, and you know, the, the, the twins that we talked about last week, uh, the basketball players from, from Miami, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Cavender twins, and they were, one of them was the mule of the week last, I think it was last week or week before. But they're really upset about about the the whole thing because you know they they worked really hard. Now, now were they the best players on the team? No, I think one was twenty some points a game, one was four or five points a game, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. But the fact is, they work on their brand. They're in yes. fantastic shape. Since leaving school, they stay in fantastic shape. Uh, they put the work in. And look, uh, do I like influencers? No, I. Uh, mostly, I don't like influencers because it encourages other people who are not the Cavender twins to try to be influencers, and you're just not. Uh, it's, that's not a career path. It's it's, it's where you end up. Um, but but they, they, these girls are are objectively hot. They're absolutely gorgeous young women. Mm-hmm. They are, and they spend four or five hours a day in the gym to to keep that up. And their argument is very true. The same argument that I have. Uh, for the LSU, the LSU gymnast or or a lot of these other these other really attractive female athletes is there is no pro for them. You know, right. you could be ugly as hell and go go into the NFL, make a very good living, get endorsements, get a get Nike shoe endorsement or anything else. LeBron James is not an attractive dude. No. Michael Jordan, I guess, is a, is a good looking guy. I mean, objectively, I mean, he's he he was always a good looking guy and, and all that stuff, but. He didn't get that. He didn't get that by being 
attractive. He got it by being Michael damn Jordan. Right. And being being the greatest of all time. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's not an attractive guy. You take the makeup and the filters off him, he's a little dork. Yes. But he's probably the be- he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time, and that's why he gets the endorsement deals. And I think Giselle also helped him, helped him with his image because if you see his like draft photos and stuff with the shirt off, he's got a caved in chest and all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> I mean, he, he was a little weenie, but mm-hmm. but and I'm sorry, there's it's not a double standard. Uh, huh? It's it's just the way it is. Like, look, good looking guys can't just go on can't go on OnlyFans and just like here look at my butt. No, it doesn't work like that. So where male athletes have a step up with going pro, uh, females, good-looking women, have the option of going and doing Instagram. Oh God, I hate the term. Instagram modeling. Because there, there's there's a thirst for that in the market, and if they want to, if that's how they want to market themselves, God bless them. Yep. And if you want to be upset about women's sports not paying what what men's sports do, don't be mad at us. Be mad at the feminists who don't go to the WNBA games. You could you could fire a shot in almost 360 degrees from mid-court. And I'm talking about a rifle shot in mid-court. And you have almost a 0% chance of hitting any living human being. Yes. Because nobody goes to it. So, I, I, I don't know, man. Speaking of girls, J.P. Morgan Chase has to pay out $290 million dollars to Jane Doe and some other survivors of Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein's sex crimes. They accused J.P. Morgan Chase of enabling it, knowing that's what he was doing after his original uh, uh, misdemeanor, I think, or grade D, whatever it was, very low-grade conviction in Florida years before. So I I wasn't clear on how I mean what did they allegedly know? We don't know because it never went to trial. This is a settlement. Yeah, uh, I, I, they, I, I, they allege I, that they that because Epstein was withdrawing large sums of cash, and you have to do what's called a CTR, currency transaction report. He would would withdraw rarely withdraw large sums of cash. That they, that they should have known something nefarious was going on. But here's the deal. He's a billionaire pulling out tens of thousands. Right. That's like, that's like you and me hitting the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he traveled internationally, it, it's, it's, it's not unusual for somebody at that level to say, hey, I want to have $30,000 in my pocket. Okay. So, it's so much so that you can have a pre-filled CTR made out for, that the bank has that they know you, Mr. Epstein, come right here, sign here. We need you to sign the CTR, and here you go. Have a good day, and your security takes the money, and you walk out. I don't know what the actual bank knew. I don't know what executives of the bank knew. I don't know if the executives went to Epstein Island. We don't know because those records have yet to be released. Right. From what I understood, it was like some of their internal systems flagged transactions and but it didn't really go into much more than that. And but there yeah, that's were you go in with an SAR a, a suspicious activity report and you file it with the feds. That's it. Right. You, fi- you file it with 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 the treasury department and say okay, well we have suspicious activity on this or someone says oh no that's just Jeff Epstein he does that every every month or every week whatever. Right. And and it's I just, know like it, it, go ahead. 
And you have to understand, two hundred ninety million to J.P. Morgan Chase is a drop in the bucket. Yeah, this is shut up and go away money, right? Compared to compared to what a jury may award, especially. Well, and do you know who really won? Who the lawyers? Yes, because they're going to get a hundred million of that, plus other fees. So, so these ladies and they're, I think they're going to end up with a million or 10 million each. And then, because it's, I don't know. I don't even know if it's, it's probably taxable because it's not, it's not damages. I, I don't know if it's actually, I, it depends on how they, how they word it, whether it's taxable or not. But, you know, Deutsche Bank uh, agreed to 75 million last month or whatever it was. These banks are just telling them to go away. Yeah. Uh, whether or not anybody anybody who actually has decision making authority at J.P. Morgan Chase or Deutsche Bank knew anything, I don't know, man. I, I, I knowing the internal workings of a bank and the right hand knowing what the left not knowing what the left hand is doing, it's hard to say. Right, and I'm, I know like, this is back when I was in college and I did my internship at the bank, and you know we had one of the projects we deployed while I was there was. Um, a system that automatically analyzed basically every transaction that went through that bank and scored it on different variables like is this fraud you know it was an anti-fraud anti-long i don't know i think it was anti-fraud but from yeah it's an anti-fraud algorithm right is what it it looks for things called one structuring with mm -hmm. deposits so if you take the 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 threshold for for CTRs is ten thousand a penny, anything over ten thousand dollars. So if you go to five different branches and deposit nine thousand dollars in five different branches, that's going to be compiled by the fraud department and said, okay, well that's suspicious activity. They put an SAR in on, and they may send that to the fraud department, go ahead and shut the account down. Yeah. Or notify the government, and and God forbid, you get a civil forfeiture. So. Kemp is going to support Trump in the 2024 election. Interesting. You know, he he did an interview with someone from CBS. I think I, wa- I watched it earlier this week, and he was asked about this. And he basically said he's going to support the nominee of the party. Um, well, of course, I, and, and, he's, yeah. and he's supposed to. Um, he didn't show up at the nutcase GOP convention. I he don't blame him. Uh, yeah, and, and no, no, nobody blames him for not going because there's there's no upside to that. And look, I don't know how much upside there is on this, but this is all about the 2026 election. Uh, he's, he's trying to get he's trying to get that Trump base back under his feet. Um, I really think this this has uh, has everything. It really does have everything to do with his his Senate run in 2026. He doesn't want to run solely on a Trump endorsement, like that guy from Georgia, UGA, right? Who just went back to school, by the way, to finish his degree, so they can't say he doesn't have a degree anymore. Um, man, I don't know. Raffensperger even talked to the Troop County Chamber, says maybe it's time that we get together. Uh, well, you know, why don't he and I go out to the Reagan Library? It's just. Man, it's, there's a lot of cozying back up to Trump because even if Trump doesn't win, but it wins the nomination, they have to cozy back up to him. 
and the, the rumor is Chris Carr, of all godforsaken people, is going to run for governor. I mean, the only upside to Chris Carr running is what does he actually do as governor, which if it's, you know, being attorney, gen- if being attorney general is any indication, it'd be not a whole lot. Well, which is ideal. But if I were running against him, I would beat him over the head over and over and over with, I don't work for the people, I work for the state. Absolutely. It, it, look, it's, it's it's a very easy recipe. I would I would run that sound. I'd I'd spend every dime I could and run on every channel that local channel that I can, or in any uh, local spot on national TV that I can get and and play that over and over again. I don't work for the for the people of Georgia. I work for the state. And run it over and over again and just beat him over the head of it with it. And I guarantee you, if you do that. He will have the same success as Casey Cagle did for governor. Yes. Yeah. Well, how many? He, he won two counties. Two. He lost I'll have his to, own. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go back to the archive and break out Jessica's announcement of that. Yes. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good thing we have the editor here. So, so the war on women continues. Southern Baptists say no to women pastors. Man, I, it's Southern Baptist Convention, I, I should say. It's not, it's not all Baptists. I, there are Baptist uh, female preachers out there. We're, we're not saying all Baptists are, can't be women. I'm just saying that the Southern Baptist Convention says there cannot be women uh, uh, as, as pastors. I mean, I'd have to check, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the Southern Baptist Convention is the largest Baptist convention in the United States. So, I mean, we're talking about, which, you know, it's funny because it, it deals with uh, Saddleback in California, and that's Southern Baptist. Yeah, I mean, look, Southern Baptist doesn't mean you're from the South. It means that you adhere to right. the teachings within, within Southern Baptist Church. Ah, oh, man, I... Man, I, I, I don't I, I don't even know what to say about this at, at, at this point. I mean, I'm uh, not a... I, I resp- oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm not a Southern Baptist, but, you know, it, the, the, the Catholic Church at least has a place for women and nuns. Right. Uh, I do remember I had uh, some Catholic friends growing up, and one of the, one of the younger girls... She goes, can a nun uh, uh, bless water? You know, make holy water? He goes, no, it has to be a priest. She goes, what's good being a nun if you can't even bless water? <laughs> you know, from, from the mouth of babes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, but it was, it was really interesting uh, that the, the Southern, Southern Baptist, which has not had a great uh, history when it comes to women with the no. sex abuse. Um, I also don't take this as fact. I happen to remember something about the uh, call girls that will go from place to place. I'm not talking about being sex trafficked. I'm talking about the, the individual call girls that will that will gravitate towards places like the Super Bowl or the Final Four or things like that. Would congregate around, so to speak, congregate around the Southern Baptist conventions because they I mean, knew there there were people away from their families with money. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's just... Well, let's, let's talk about... a large enough gathering of people. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, look, it doesn't mean that Southern Baptists are bad. Yes, you put a large enough gathering of people, including cops, as, as we heard about the guy yes. from, from Cartersville. <laughs> uh, I, I was actually down it when I was down in Gainesville a couple of weeks ago for my niece's graduation. There was a, a cop, not a convention, but it was a training thing. They were staying in the same hotel. We were at the Royal Equestrian Center. And I was talking to one of them, and I said, don't do what Cartersville guy did a, a year ago. He says, what? I said, get caught with a hooker. He goes, oh, that guy? I said, yeah, he lives about 30 miles from me. He goes, oh, I said, don't do it. Don't go take your department-issued car and go pick up a call girl. And they thought that was funny. I mean, they're pretty easy to pick out because these guys that were in training were the top of the top. Like, they're, they're, their arms were, like, splitting their shirts open and stuff. I'm like, you're here for the, for the police thing. How'd you know? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's written all over you. Like, I, like I, I couldn't whoop your ass with, like, three of my friends. So, let's talk about boobies. All right. A, a model and social media influencer <laughs> has reportedly been banned from the White House in the U.S. after posting a video online in which he posing topless moments after meeting President Joe Biden. All right. So, Rose Montoya is a dude that decided he's going to be a she- and look, this dude can pass. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely at first glance. Yeah, this 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 dude can pass. So uh, he's out there with a bunch of chicks who had theirs cut off to, to, to look like they're men. They all take their shirts off, and he's got his hands over his nipples. and But they're standing on the south lawn of the White House. And this goes to, goes to show that no good deed goes unpunished. Like Biden, to his credit, was trying to do something nice for Pride Month, trying to do something nice for transgenders. And what happens? They can't just go up and not they, not all of them, but this this particular group couldn't just go up, shake his hands, and and, and honestly, this this dude Rose met President Biden, shook his hand, mm-hmm. and said, you know, trans rights are, 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 are human rights, and shook his hand and all that stuff. And five minutes later, he's he's got his boobies out. Yeah, and I mean. This is probably the only time I'll say it, but good on Joe Biden for saying no. You're not allowed back. Yeah, this is, and and look, Rose said it's uh, uh, free the nipple. I believe in free the nipple, and, and walking around topless is legal in D.C. It should be legal at the White House. And first of all, the White House is not D.C. It's a federal installation. I did not even know that was legal in D.C. Well, he said it's legal in D.C. to walk around topless. Uh, which is good news for Jerry Nadler, who has giant knockers. Uh, but, but it, it's 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 uh, that's and that's what he said. I have no idea. I have not researched it. I, I've it's never been. I've never been that curious to know exactly where in D.C. it's legal to walk around topless. Because uh, I've met a lot of people in D.C. and not many of them have I wanted to see topless. No. Sort of like if you've, if you've ever been to a topless beach in like you know uh, in Europe. Ninety percent, you if it's you all, walked into a nudie bar and saw it, you like you want your money back. Yeah, it's uh, all the people that you don't want to see that are doing it. <laughs> exactly. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions, not those of anyone, not on the show or respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate with ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. We got the Mule of the Week. Eric, you want to read this one? Would it be low-hanging fruit to say that our mule of the week really screwed the pooch on this one? No, 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 no that, that that's that's good. That's good. 
uh, a now former Pennsylvania State University member, Penn State. Just keep keep that in mind. What Penn State is in recent memories known for. Professor accused of performing sexual acts with his dog in a public force was arrested on Tuesday and subsequently charged with a slew of charges, including open lewdness, indecent exposure, sexual intercourse with an animal, animal cruelty, and disorderly conduct. Themis Macoris, Masukas, I should know that before I get to Greece, but how to pronounce that, right? 64 was spotted on trail and trail cams in Rothrock State Forest, naked with his collie as early as 2014 with the latest incident, uh, incident placing, uh, uh, taking place this year. The acts were caught by surveillance cameras. I mean, I don't... I don't know what you add to that. Um, uh, I mean, I, I watched Lassie. It never really aroused me. No. Uh, first of all, it's it's awful for the dog. Could, I yes. mean, I don't I don't know if you've if, if you've had dogs in the past. Oh yeah. Uh, when you say, "Hey, you want to go for a walk? Go for a walk." This dog's like, "Uh, uh, uh, no, 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 uh, uh, no, 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 I'll stay here." I'll use the I'll use the newspaper. I'll stay right now. Come on, let's go for a walk. No, 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 not in the forest again. No. I mean, Jesus, I, I what is what is wrong? I say that from Paulding County. We're known for the goat humper out here. Uh, that was a story a few years ago. Uh, the best story about it was okay. So the guy got caught. It was it was out shagging goats in a field. And uh, uh, had to be he, obviously all the goats had to be collected, and the guy was being prosecuted. So I'm in a meeting with s- several people, and I'm in Gary Black's office, and uh, the ADA who's with us from Paulding County brings up the goat humper, and was asking. It was a legitimate question to ask Gary Black, "What do we do with his livestock?" Because he was the agricultural commissioner at the time. And I'm like, man, you couldn't have that conversation to the side. Like, get his <laughs> card and give you your card. Like, look, you and I got to talk. We got to be in an open meeting with all these people. And you got to bring up the goat goat humper. Thanks. <laughs> By the way, the biggest reason I didn't vote for Gary Black for for governor was, uh, or for senator was his office was eighty eight degrees, and I'm in a suit tie, and dying, and we're all. Uh, we're all getting naked piece by piece, dropping our suit jackets, rolling sleeves, loosening ties. We're just dying in there. And Gary's just in there in a sweater. Like, you know, I'm like, there's, there's no way that, that, that this guy's going to make it very long. If he, if, if he already has the, the, the inside yeah. of like 88 degrees. <laughs> and dressed like Nana so, of the North. Yeah, exactly. And when we're all dying, like he's already on a bunch of blood thinners and all that stuff. Yeah, you may not be the one to elect. He's a very nice man, though. Yeah. Cancer companies have a higher ESG ratings than Tesla. And this is the the uh, equity and social governance, environmental social governance, the equity inclusion bull. So Tesla has a lower score than Philip Morris, the cigarette maker. Yeah, that was surprising. But you know, I, w- I went and looked at Philip Morris's website, and they really make it hard to hard to tell that they they make tobacco now. Well, yeah. You so know, the last like, 
Yeah. I mean, it's almost the like last airport, that kills people. Yeah, the last airport I was in, God, this was in late 90s, early 2000s. The last airport I was in that you could walk up to the gate and smoke in the terminal was Winston-Salem, North Carolina. In the middle of Tobacco Row. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I think I was flying out of Fort Bragg or whatever, and, and Winston-Salem was... was uh, couldn't catch a flight out of Fayetteville, so I went, drove over to Winston Salem to get out. But it, I, I remember, you know, being, you know, at, at the time, kind of looking like, "Are you, are you serious?" Because there's no other, no other place in the country you can't smoke on planes anymore. There's no other terminal. Even Atlanta used to have a little ice box that you could right. go into and smoke. I but remember it, that. Of course, it, yeah, everybody would come out just reeking like they'd been they'd been in a bar all night long. Mm-hmm. Uh, like then you go have to sit next to somebody in the middle seat, somebody reeking of cigarette smoke like that. Uh, but you could just sit, you could sit at the gate and still have the little flip up ashtrays and sit there at the gate and smoke. But yeah, uh, Tesla had an overall score of 37 out of a hundred compared to Philip Morris had a score of 84. And this is a country that, uh, this is a company that actually killed people. As, uh, as Morris a, is, yeah, made Marlboro, which had Marlboro Man, which had like four Marlboro Men die of throat cancer or something. Opposed to Tesla, if you listen to Elon Musk, he's doing all these companies because he believes this makes humanity better. Which, you know, is a... Uh, I believe that about 80%. I, I think 20% of his ego. Oh, Yeah. But but ego is not a bad thing. No, him wanting to outdo himself, to him him wanting to be the best, is the same thing that drives. Like we were talking before about athletes. Yes, you know why? Why do you spend all the time in the gym? Why do you have a personal chef that makes you eat fava beans instead of hamburgers? Because you want to be the best. And and ego is not a bad thing. It's just I, I think that a, a lot of what what Elon Musk does is ego. Oh, and he yeah, wants to make sure it's sure. a better world for his like fifty kids or whatever he has. The only man that's more prolific at, at procreating than Matt Lowe has <laughs> seven. For those who don't know, Matt Matt is a former former co-host uh, on the show and, fa- and 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 co-founder of the show long you know before I got here. Yeah, an an OG, an OG, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, thought it was. You're the only guy with the accent that makes his sound less southern. <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny um, that one of the things they were scored on was carbon offsetting initiatives. An electric car <laughs> company. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't I don't think electric cars offset much carbon. But I know damn well, lighting leaves on fire and inhaling the smoke and expelling it is probably not the most environmentally friendly thing in the world. Not to mention uh, putting all these fields of tobacco up instead of consumable crops, cash crops versus consumable crops. You you can't wear tobacco, at least least with cotton you can wear it, as with other textiles. Uh, Last week, the uh, consumable... Uh, commodities market like this, what's called soft commodities, corn, soybean, all that stuff was going through the roof. 
you know, you could take all those fields with 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 uh, uh, not cotton, we need cotton with with tobacco and and, and plant uh, corn or soybean and, and make a ton of money. But but yes. RJR is not RJR and and Philip Morris are making tons of money selling cancer sticks at eight bucks a damn pack. Yep. Yeah, and you know, so that's Josh, I'll oh, go ahead. Go. Josh McCoon is the new Georgia GOP chair. You probably you probably uh, uh, know more about this than I do, but but uh, you know, Josh said, "Who who do you want to leave the party? Uh, you need the guy who fights back. I'll fight back for uniting our party. I'll fight back raising millions of dollars we need, and I and I'll fight back with America's best electric uh, election integrity uh, unit to stop them from cheating in 2024." I mean, and I don't mean this as a slight to Josh because I, I really like Josh. Um, if I'd gone to the convention, which I did not, um, Josh probably would have been who I would have voted for for chairman. But the fighter is not the first word I think of when I think about Josh McCoon. Um, there are a lot of a lot of politicians that. That, that come up with this, I'm a conservative fighter. I'm like, dude, you can fight your way out of a paper bag. Yeah, I mean, he he's a lawyer. And, I mean, he's a very smart guy, and I, I think he will do well. Um, but, yeah, fight, I mean, just fighter is not the first word I'd use to describe him. Well, when you talk about lawyers, fighting is a different thing. Uh, right. There's a guy around Atlanta called John Foy, the strong arm. He has all these all these uh, uh, these billboards, this giant muscly arm. And then there's a picture. Then I see him on TV. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, let's not use the word strong arm. And I know yeah. he's trying to say strong arm in the law and all that stuff. But a uh, fighter for for an attorney means something totally different. That means somebody who's going to research and and do do all the the legwork and all that stuff. It doesn't mean getting in the ring. Yes. Unlike Candace, who decided to take that totally embarrassing photo shoot of her with the gloves hanging around her neck and <laughs> and the tank top and and punching this this bag that uh, oh god yeah it, that imagery is awful but i i think what josh means with this is is he's gonna put the work in and, and to a to a lawyer fighter means something different than it does to you and me yeah to me fighter means you you're, you're gonna square off with me and you go toe to toe i mean i just i i I mean, and I may be wrong, but I just don't see him as, you know, having that fire, for lack of better words. Um, now, you know, his, his, his practice area is election law. So when he talks about, you know, election integrity, oh, he'll do a fantastic job of that. Yeah, and that's and that's really what what the what what the what the what the country needs. As they say, the party, the state, the country. What the country needs is is somebody who who can look at election law objectively. Now, look, the the fighter thing is rhetoric. Somebody who's willing to put the work in and crack a book and, and look. And most likely, he has the connections to raise money. Yes. So, it, you know, I I often say that bullets dollars are bullets in in campaigns. And you can't win a battle without ammo. And if he can put more ammo into to our into the Republican, I say our, I'm, I'm truly a Republican, but into the conservative magazine and keep that full of ammo that, that we can use 
in order to to to, to propel a a conservative agenda. Great, glad to have him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll do a great job as chairman. Um, I don't. His, really... his second vice chair is, is David Cross. Uh, he's frequently uh, promoted election fraud theories. Is a close ally of Gerlin Favoro for Favorito, uh, whose lawsuit alleges counterfeit ballots tainted in the 2020 election. Yeah, and he he beat Brant Frost, which I know. I know a lot of people that I know within the party are not sad about that. Well, and you know that the whole convention wanted paper ballots, paper ballots, paper ballots, and and uh, something that Ken pointed out was they all used a clicker instead of a paper ballot. Yeah, I'm... it's it's a di- it's a different thing. But here's the thing with paper ballots that they're not admitting is election fraud. Election fraud. It was around long before there were machines to count ballots. Yes. And if anything, and in my opinion, hell... yeah, if anything, in my opinion, computers make it harder to cheat. Well, but how do you how do you count a ballot with 20 different line items on it, including uh, every different municipality has their own uh, one local local stuff on there, but but local referendums and all this. How do you count all that without a computer? So how is it different me filling out a Scantron and expecting the computer to get it right versus me putting putting it onto a touchscreen and printing it off and scanning it in? I don't right. understand how how that's different. This What I want to see with, with election integrity is I want a total accountability for where the memory cards are. Yes. I want an audit, n- not of of who voted for who, but if if this machine says it took 5000 ballots i want a count and i want to prove there are 5000 ballots in the, in the machine there if there's 5200 we've got 200 uh, that are messed up votes that they've got to be they got to be done by hand right that's what i want i want accountability yeah. for the individual election offices uh, filling out a ballot by hand that's cute when you're running for 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 uh student council uh president or something like that when you're running for for president millions of votes and yeah, every and one of those ballots has 20 other line items under it. And even, even when you get to the scale of like the Georgia GOP convention, paper ballots start to show problems because I mean, the amount of times even using like the Scantron ballots, because they've done those in the past, it takes a while to get the results back. And well, you know, and, and, and there's a reason they don't do roll call votes with every vote in the uh, uh, in any house, whether right. it's U.S. House, or State House, or because it would take forever. Yes, actually, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of for that. If only if they only got to like five different bills a, a session, that'd be awesome. I'd settle if they only got to five bills a day. I mean, that'd be a start. Yeah, let's pass the budget. That's an entire day. Go home. Yep. <laughs> All right, Eric, what do you but have yeah, for the, closing thought? Well, the, the only uh, other thing about the Georgia GOP convention I want to mention is Mike Welsh, who was the secretary, um, was defeated. And Mike was my district chairman when I was the Bullock GOP chairman back in 2015 and 2016. And... Um, that's a loss for the party because Mike has always been an upstanding guy and um, always there to support me. So I, 
I guess it's hard running against a beauty queen. <laughs> I reckon so. I guess that's why I'd be elective if I ever run, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, he's ugly, but he's good. <laughs> I, I wanted to run uh, Matt Lowe with the uh, with the tagline of the lowest common denominator. That would probably be a great podcast if Matt did that. <laughs> <laughs> if you could ever nail him down to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> or well, I mean, we could do it. We could do it without him. I mean, I've got about him saying right a million times on recording already. Oh, so. do, do with AI, Matt? Yes. <laughs> Six million dollar, Matt. Six million dollar, Matt. <laughs> which, is, which is less than a million dollar per kid. <laughs> that leaves nothing for him and his wife. Nope. <laughs> So, so, uh, so, what do you have closing as, as we're running along? Um, as as or earlier today, as we were recording, um, Daniel Ellsberg died, and for those of you who don't know, he was a analyst at the Pentagon and the Rand Corporation back during the nineteen fifties and sixties, and leaked what what would later be called the Pentagon Papers. Um, and those basically said that the United States government knew that we were losing the war in Vietnam and there was really no way to win it with our with the current uh, resource allocation. And it proved that the government was basically telling everyone, oh, yeah, we can win it, we can win it. Um you know, regardless of what you think about what he did, that went on to set very important precedent in um, the Supreme Court of the New York Times or the uh, U.S. versus New York Times that basically said that the United or the government could not censor the press. And you know, being that I work with Jessica, that's a very important. A uh, very important piece of law that uh, it's probably kept us out of jail a time or two. Well, it's a it's a very important precedent, but I will tell you, I disagree with them. Uh, we won the war in Vietnam. We lost the peace. Yes, nineteen seventy four. We had the the Paris Peace Accords. Uh, it was a very tentative, very fragile peace, and the uh, the within the accords, it said if the North were to come south. We would send the B-52s and flatten Hanoi. Well, Congress defunded the B-52s because Congress has the control of the purse strings. Right. And took that weapon out of Nixon's quiver. And that's where we get the fall of Saigon. So all those pictures you see of, 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 of helicopters, UH-1s being pushed off uh, aircraft carriers to make, to make room for more refugees and more people coming out, coming out of Saigon. Um, I'm sorry, we're going to uh, uh, bomb... Uh, Hanoi, not not Saigon. We'd bomb Hanoi, but we, we see all these pictures of of the evacuation of, of Saigon is not because of the American fighting man. The American fighting man never lost a major engagement, including the Tet Offensive. The Tet Offensive was a huge loss for the NVA. Uh, the American fighting man never lost never lost a major engagement in Vietnam. Uh, the what we lost was the peace, and what we lost was was honestly what I did for a living, which was the winning of hearts and minds. 
Right. Uh, it, that that was never winnable. That that is true. But as far as establishing lines like we did in, in Korea, that was done and it was destroyed by a Democratic Congress. But because I'm, I'm I'm a history nerd, I do have something that that is that is uh, happier for my closing thought. Marta is finally useful. Marta is sending some of its used cars, stripped down, all the oil out of them, all the paint off of them, over to the coast of Georgia to be used as artificial reefs. As an avid offshore angler, I 100% uh, uh, love this. And here's the thing. When you take something like that and you submerge it, it takes very little time before organisms start, start attaching themselves. Little crustaceans start attaching themselves to the body. And that attracts fish that eat those organisms. And as, the, as you build that, that ecosystem, it becomes an artificial reef. And you start having bigger fish like snapper, grouper, the stuff that we like to eat, uh, start, start gravitating toward those, towards those, those, uh, those areas of activity. And if you can think of the ocean bottom like, like, a, like a desert, these reefs are like oasis. Or oasi? Oasis. Uh, that, that start popping up in this desert. And if you see an oasis in a desert, you'll see all sorts of life right around it, nothing anywhere else. And as an angler or as a diver, it's a really good opportunity to go out into this desert that that's the that's the ocean and find this one area and go down and see this diversity of life. And so for that reason, I finally have something nice to say about Marta. And so, I hope, on yeah. <laughs> We just got a bus system in Statesboro, and it's going to be an absolute disaster. So hopefully one day those buses may find their way next to those cars. Yeah, exactly. Take them off of Brunswick. Take the tires off them. Take the oil out of them. Take the, ga- the uh, yep. gas out of them and sink them, and they can be useful. Yep. <laughs> so on that happy thought, big thank you, Eric, uh, for, for stepping in. Uh, Ken, uh, I apologize for, for crapping all, all, of, all over the audio and wasting your time on the, the morning of recording. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week.